Monday matinees begin right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. Did I miss it? <laughs> Dear, where is she? Uh, I, uh... Where is she? I was here, and she was here, and I changed her diaper, and we were playing, and then she was just... just ah! Get a hold of yourself, woman! What is this? Is this one of those postnatal depression things? Because I swear to God, if you hurt her... Oh, Richard, how dare you? I would never... Okay, you're right. I'm sorry, but we're hysterical, <laughs> baby. Sweetie? Maddie! Well, don't just stand there. Call the police. Nine one one. What's your emergency? Where did she go? <laughs> well, well, calm down, ma'am. The police will be there in just a minute. Open up! Open up! Spread out, man. Get prints and DNA. You'll excuse me for being so forward, sir, ma'am, but as a matter of procedure, where were you when the baby went missing? Oh, God! <laughs> a neighborhood in crisis. Friends and family have gathered around the John Ceresinus to show their support and to await any sign that may lead to the answers to the question weighing on all their hearts and minds. A question weighing heaven and all on one Miss South Mutter. Where is baby medicine? It seems that something is peeking out between pink little hands. gang, it's time to kick off the show. So as you all remember, uh, I thought we would start something new here. I thought we would kick off the show by picking an official sight gag theme song. So I have asked each of you to come up with something uh, really cool. So uh, Greg, why don't you start us off? Okay, so there's this new TV show out that's kind of an homage to like a 70s TV show. Because I guess, okay. Sight gag theme song, it's so really cool. Sight gag theme song, it'll make you drool. Sight gag theme song, sight gag theme song, oh yeah, it'll make you drool. It's so cool. That's you horrible. actually spent time thinking about that? That's for a really song. You know I just music and words. All right, all right, never mind, never mind. Uh, Jenny, Jenny, let's, uh, let's hear what you got. Okay, I got this idea when I was sitting at home last night watching Nick at Night with my cats. <clears throat> we take the good, we take them back, record them both, and then we have a psych gag show. A psych gag show. We do our sound effects, the audience will laugh so much they'll pee their pants. A psych gag show. A psych gag show. I hated it. I'm, I'm not playing yeah. Joe. That's all I got to say. I'm not playing Joe. I'm not playing Joe. I'm not playing Okay, you know what? Uh, Richard, you give it a oh, shot. Thank you, thank you, thank you. One side, losers. 
Uh, yeah, this song that I came up with harkens back to a time that touches my heart. It's got funk. It's the 70s. It's all original. Bitches. St. <laughs> Gag theme song. St. Gag theme song. With Grady and Lamont in the truck. So in addition to being terrible, you want to get a suit. You're trying to destroy us from the inside. Images of the junkyard. You're doing very well. Okay, all right. This is this is not going terribly well. RJ, please tell me you got something good here. Of course, dude. Of course, right. So I love Memphis, so I figured I'd do something like from Memphis, right? Psychag in the box. Yeah, gag in the box, yeah, one. You put the gag in the box, two. Then you piss your pants. Three, you shut the hell up. Okay, Justin Timberlake is rolling over in his How grave. How do you put a gag in the box? And now he is rolling over in like his physically? Um, they can't see the box. Let's move on here a little bit. Marcus, Marcus, come on, buddy, what you got? Well, uh, um, I wasn't exactly prepared. But you know what, I, I've come up with it. I've, I was inspired by all of you. Okay, so this is my this is my song. It's both '70s. It's funky and it's Memphis. Um, most importantly, it's badass. Great hit. Which is the show whose comedy is audio, ladies? You are correct. The show that's supersonic, whose title is super ironic here. Don't gag on it now. I it. can't believe you got me to do Horrible. this, Marcus. Mar Marcus, really. My ears could commit suicide, I think. How did you get them to just burst in the song like that? Okay, look, look, I should have done this first. Catherine, you are our musician. Please tell me you have a good idea for a sight gag theme. But I did not hate it. Um, if Sesame Street existed horrible. in 1901. All right, okay, okay, okay. I, I can see, I can see that I'm going to have to save the day yet again. Um, this is what I have written, and I think this, you will all agree, this is clearly the best choice for the official sight gag theme song. Here we go. <clears throat> there is a mountain on a hillside and a place I go when I cry there is a rainbow in a moonbeam and a thousand reasons to fly sight gag are you high? Let's put this aside for now and let's just, please just start the show, okay? Okay, but Bob, if we don't have a theme song, then how are we supposed to transition into the actual show? Yeah, genius. Hi, welcome to Video Showcase. Can I help you? Yeah, maybe. Um, I hear you guys are under new management, is that right? Yeah, that's right. We even got a brand new stock of movies. Now, we specialize in hard-to-find independent and foreign films. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's really cool. You know, I'm glad to have a store like this in the neighborhood. You know, we get so sick of Blockbuster. Yeah. Well, anything I can help you find? Well, uh, to be honest, I am pretty new to independent and foreign films, so uh, how about a recommendation? Sure thing. Uh, let's see. Oh, hey, have you ever seen Pennies from Heaven? Yeah, the Steve Martin movie, right? Yeah, okay, yeah it's a okay. classic. Well, not a lot of people know this, but it acts, it's actually based on a Hungarian film that came out a few years before, and the original is so much better. Hmm. Yeah, cool, that sounds really interesting. I'll take it. Okay, great. I think uh, Klaus is in the back room. I'll get him to pull it for you, okay? Huh? Hey, Klaus, uh, can you pull a movie called Golden Showers for this guy? Huh? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What did you just say? Oh, Klaus. Well, he was born in Germany, but don't worry. He understands English just fine. No, no, no. I mean, 
the title of the movie is, is what? Oh, that. Hey, don't worry about it. It's translated from Hungarian, and you know how some of these translations are. You know? Maybe I'd better pick out something else. Oh, not your cup of tea, huh? Okay. Well, let me think. How about um, a documentary? Sure. Huh? Okay. There's this great Danish documentary that has just been released. It's all about the wives of private detectives. You know, everyone thinks cops' wives have it so tough, but the truth is these women live with just as much anxiety and uncertainty. It's really a moving portrait of some extremely brave women who stand by these detectives no matter what. Yeah, fine, that sounds pretty good. Uh, what's it called? Chicks with Dicks. No way! <laughs> what's the problem? There is no way that I'm renting that. Why not? It's a great film. Look, I just don't think my wife or my kids would appreciate me coming home with a DVD with that title oh, on it. Oh, okay, you've got kids. Oh, okay, well, how, how old? Ten and six. Well, we've got this completely charming Iranian animated film about a scrawny donkey, you know, the runt of the litter and all that, who has to take a job as a beast of burden. Well, he gets, to, he gets to, to take a job as a beast of burden, and he gets put in the sheik's caravan, so he thinks he's made it big, you know? But he gets stuck at the back, the 17th, of 17 donkeys, and he ends up having to carry this huge amount of stuff. It's a great little film about resiliency and learning to be yourself. Sure, fine, it sounds good, but what's it called? Pack that ass number 17. Absolutely <laughs> not! Well, look, if you've already seen it, then, you know, I think we have the sequel, Pack that ass number 18, Give Me Your Biggest Load. <laughs> Keep trying. Huh. Feeling selective tonight, are we? Okay. That's okay, let's see. Um, okay, I've got a Portuguese young adult drama set in an animal rescue shelter called Teen Cat House Confessions. Um... Actually, yeah, that one sounds pretty good. <laughs> okay, okay, great. Uh, let me just uh, look it up on the computer so I can tell Klaus how to find it. Okay. Hello. Uh, hi, uh, welcome to Video Showcase. Do you guys have this movie called My Monster Cock? It's this Korean sci-fi flick about yeah. this mutagenic asteroid that lands in a barnyard. Yeah, yeah, I, I've got it. Uh, but you'll have to wait to give me just a minute. Uh, this gentleman was here first, okay? Uh, oh, sure, yeah, I'll just take a look around. Thanks, then. Yeah, no problem, Father. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, oh, sorry, sir, but Teen Cat House Confessions isn't showing up in the computer. But you know, I know we've got it, though. Uh, you want to go back in the back room with me, root around a bit, and see what we can come up with? That's okay. Thanks. Okay. Well, then, how about some other recommendations? Oh, uh, fine. Okay. We've got a Yugoslavian retelling of Lady of the Tramp, told from the Tramp's perspective, called She's My Bitch. Nope. <laughs> Okay. Um, an African documentary about hunger relief called Fill Their Sweet Mouths. Pass. <laughs> All right. A South Vietnamese movie about a disadvantaged kid named Mai Face who ends up running a marathon. It's an inspirational true life story called Come on, Mai Face, I know you can finish first. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I never thought I would say this, but I think I will just go to Blockbuster. Thanks anyway. Huh. Just another slave to the mainstream, I guess. No wonder independent film is dying. <laughs> hey, Klaus, uh, will you pull my monster cock, please? Klaus, come on, we've got a customer waiting. I need you to pull my monster cock. <laughs> Klaus, why are you smiling at me like that? <laughs> No, 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 no. Now listen. Disney Animation is a producer of family-friendly movies. I want all this talk of animating Naked Lunch to stop right now. What if we put clothes on it? Yeah, like well-attired lunch. No. Costume lunch? No. No lunch. Maybe we could tie it in with our Sound of Morning cartoon. Perfect. Naked breakfast. No, now stop it. Forget the nude meals and put your energy into something we can use. Well, uh, what rights did we purchase recently? Okay, let's see. I got a fresh list this morning. Let's take a look. Aha, we've got the rights to the Satanic Verses, Gravity's Rainbow, uh, no, these won't work. Yeah, uh, here's one for kids. The Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test. What? But, well, forget that. We can't use that one. Who's buying these things? Hey, look at the bottom of the list. What do you know? We got the rights to Naked Lunch. Ah, uh, never mind the list. 
All right, if we have a good idea, we can get the copyright people to buy the rights. So, give me a good idea. I'm a blank. Yeah, me too. This shouldn't be so hard. Look, Disney likes doing continental movies. The early movies were Europe, the Jungle Book was Disney South Asia, we pretty much covered the Africa with uh, Tarzan and the Lion King, and then we hit the Americas with Pocahontas. Hey, what about Australia? I don't think we've done Australia. We could do kilted lunch. No, no lunch. Anyway, kilts us Scotland, not Australia. Yeah, we could do an animated road warrior. Hmm? I don't know. That was pretty violent. We'll turn all the people into animals. It doesn't count when animals kill each other. Right. And look <laughs> at all the interesting animals available in Australia. True. We can make Mel Gibson's old policeman with a death wish character cute little koala bear. Mm, maybe. And the raping and pillaging outlaws could be uh, the Tasmanian devils. Oh, I think Warner Brothers has the copyright on Tasmanian devils. Well, there's always kangaroos. That's right. There's always kangaroos. This could work. Wait, 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 wait. Aren't there like uh, Native Americans or something in Australia? We're not going to get beat up by the PC crowd for this movie, are we? Oh, right. Uh, there are Aborigines in Australia, but not to worry. If there's one thing that I learned from Crocodile Dundee 2, it's that a prominently placed didgeridoo solves the Native problem. You learned more than one thing, didn't you, from Crocodile Dundee 2? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, this is intriguing. Do we have a sidekick? Disney films have to have a humorous sidekick. Oh, the possibilities are endless, Ed. We've got dingoes, wallabies, platypuses. Whoa, 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 whoa. Aren't wallabies the same thing as kangaroos? I think they're similar, but wallabies are smaller. <laughs> Great sidekick. A wallaby with an inferiority complex. He could be all, uh, I could have been a kangaroo if only I tried harder. <laughs> There's product placement in there too, Ed. Right. I could have been a kangaroo if only I'd eaten more malta meal. Yeah. Wow, I love it. I'm sold. Greenlight this project and see if Russell Crowe wants to do a stint with Disney. I think Crowe's committed, Ed, but I hear that Mel Gibson is looking for work. Mm. We can bring him back for a reprise. Hey. He's got his own didgeridoo. Well, with all that recent ugliness, I don't think he's really Disney material. But if we can get him cheap. Huh, shoot, these days, we can get Gibson so cheap, we have enough left over to bring on Rupert Murdoch as the villain. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a thought. And since it's animation, we don't have to pay him standard residuals. <laughs> More for us! More for us! More for us! No. No. Thrusters failing. Ship going down. Heading for that orange planet below. Going to crash. Going to... Oh, oh, where am I? Where am I? Please do not overexert yourself, marital partner. You are currently located in your familiar Earth dwelling. I am stationed nearby to reassure you. Honey? Oh, honey, it's you. Oh, it's so good to see you, but... But how did I get back home? That information is unavailable at this time. I must have... I must have blacked out. The, the mission, what happened? I mean, everything was fine until the shuttle's thrusters gave out. The last thing I remembered was... was preparing to crash land on an alien planet. And then all of a sudden I find myself waking up here. Here. On Earth. Back home. Affirmative. But please, marital partner, I must implore you not to expend your energy with such abandon. That same energy is a necessary element of your recuperation. But, but I, I don't understand. What happened to everyone else? Where's Bucky? Llama? Uh, Commander Flip? Presumably, they have returned to their respective Earth dwellings, just as you have. Now, marital partner, if you will accept my offering, I have prepared a soothing beverage intended for your ingestion. Oh, hot tea? Oh, that sounds wonderful. Thank you, darling. Ugh. Tastes a little strange. Any perceived strangeness is likely a result of the traumatic experiences you have recently endured and not because of objective external factors. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're probably right. And you know what? I'm just happy to, be, to be able to taste anything. I mean, I'm happy to be alive. But honey, can you imagine? I almost got to see what life is like on an alien planet. I mean... How exciting that would have been, huh? What do you suppose an alien race would look like? Do you think they'd look like us? Negative. I expect that a more advanced race would find your... our 
Reedy, bipedal appearance, nothing less than abhorrent. Uh, yeah, I guess so, but man, I wish I'd just gotten to meet them. I mean, I wonder if they really were a more advanced race. In all likelihood, the inhabitants of the planet known as Simeon 45HG are creatures of immense wisdom, grace, beauty, and complexity. Indeed, their superiority to other life forms throughout the solar system may be so immeasurable that, for a human creature, encountering them directly would result in total mental collapse. Anticipating this, these benevolent creatures would likely use the memories of their human visitors to create an imitation world, a simulated reality, in order to ease the humans into a full comprehension of their circumstances. Thus, the realization would blossom in a psychologically harmless way as the human visitor began to notice strange but minor inconsistencies in the simulated world. Huh. And now I must depart in order to trade currency for goods at the local merchandise mart. Farewell, marital partner. Hey, uh, honey, uh, just, just for the sake of argument, you know, hypothetically, if a human were to find himself inside one of these simulations you were talking about, then I guess as long as he never let on that he knew where he was, he'd pretty much stay inside the simulation indefinitely. Right? This supposition is accurate. Huh. <laughs> and because the simulation is based on a human's memories, nothing inside would ever really change, would it? For example, even as the human got older, his wife would pretty much always have the same young, firm body she had when he left Earth, right? This additional supposition is also correct. Huh. <laughs> Honey. Yes? Have fun shopping. And hey, 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 bring me back some beer, will you? And some donuts. I definitely remember donuts. <laughs> All right, well, let's see what they've got on TV around this place. Oh, I bet there are some killer reruns. <laughs> Yuck, my car is a piece of junk. How am I supposed to get where I work at? Whoa, need a new car or truck? Come on down to Crazy Dan's Discount Auto, where nobody beats up prices, nobody. nobody. We've got great deals on new and used vehicles that will get you back on the road and back to where you work at in no time. But wait, won't credit problems get in the way of owning a new car? Bad credit, no credit, no problem. Our team is here to give you the Crazy Dan Advantage with zero down and the best financing in the business. And remember, nobody beats our prices, nobody. Nobody. I can wish I could get some cash for my boring old clunker, but I know it's hopeless. At Crazy Dan's Discount Auto, we're crazy enough to pay top dollar for your trade-in. Even if it's junk to you, it's worth big bucks to me. And remember, nobody beats our prices, nobody. Nobody. But I hear that at Carlopolis, the competing competition across the street, they can give me an even better price on a used car. What did you say? Stop the music. Stop the music. Now, what the fuck did you just say to me? Um, I didn't mean anything by it, Crazy Dan. I, I promise. You mean to tell me that that son of a bitch across the street is charging less than me for his pre-owned vehicles? Well, let me tell you something. If he thinks he can out-crazy, Crazy Dan, he's got another thing coming. Crazy Dan, wait, please don't. Where are you going with that tire iron? I got me some business to take care of. Stay here. Crazy Dan, please don't, please. Welcome to Caropolis, where every car is... It's you. Oh, listen, I, I can't explain. How could you do this to me? <laughs> I can explain, Crazy Dan, I can't explain. How could you do this to Crazy me? Crazy Dan, listen to me, you just gotta listen. I treat you like a brother. Like my own brother, my own flesh and blood. It's still that way, Dan, I swear it is. Shut your lying mouth. <laughs> I make you my brother. I make you part of my family. And what is the one thing I ask in return? The one thing. Crazy Dan, please stop. Dan, I swear, I didn't mean to beat your prices. It, it was an accident. Liar. This is gonna hurt me, you know that. It's gonna hurt me to do what I have to do to you. No, no, no. 
Maybe now you'll learn. Maybe now you'll think twice before slashing your prices, huh? Crazy Dan, please stop it. Please, please stop it. He's already dead. He's already dead. <laughs> so come on down to Crazy Dan's discount auto where nobody beats our prices. Nobody. nobody. Jim Lariat, and welcome to tonight's live coverage of Brad Purgle's State of the Household Address. We have tonight, prior to Mr. Purgle's address, some commentary by our own pundits, Mark Boff and Whisten to me dance. Whisten, <laughs> what do you expect Mr. Purgle to say this evening about the state of his household? Jim, I expect he's going to emphasize what he's done in his household over the last year, and he'll gloss over or skip altogether what he screwed up. Any word about the scandal? No, I don't think so. Everyone has a, an opinion about those gifts, and I don't think he'll want to make them seem completely irrelevant. Mark, uh, do you agree with Wisson? I do. I think she is 100% right. <laughs> of course you do. You're hoping she'll go down on you. <laughs> that is correct, Jim. Uh, I am told Mr. Purgle is taking the podium we now go live to his State of the Household speech. <clears throat> My fellow Purgles, this past year has been one of remarkable growth and prosperity. Following my appointment as the Pizza Hut night manager, median income for this household rose by 75 cents an hour. <laughs> this appointment also meant health care coverage for every member of the Purple family. Ah, yeah, health care is awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> Unemployment for members of the Purple family over the age of 16 is only 15%. And no members of the Purple household are dependent on welfare. Ah, oh, yeah, awesome, no welfare. Yeah, we love you, Purgle. Ah. <clears throat> now, we look forward to the coming year. The budget I've submitted to the legislative branch offers a $1,500 surplus by year's end. Now, we could put that into our checking account and hope to spend it the right way. We could. But instead, I propose that we use that surplus to buy 300 lottery tickets to support our social security. <laughs> and a Nintendo Wii. Yeah! <laughs> Furthermore, I will work closely with the legislative branch to develop a comprehensive program for the completion of weekly chores. And let me just take this opportunity to acknowledge the legislative branch. Honey, would you please stand up? Thank you. I love you. In conclusion, let me just say that this being Monday, I'm really looking forward to tonight's pork chops. Thank you. God bless America. And God bless the Purgle family. And now to rebuttal and commentary by Mrs. Purgle and Mr. Purgle's mother-in-law. <laughs> Mrs. Purgle, how did you feel about your husband's address tonight? First of all, I don't know why he had to give himself a standing ovation after every sentence. I thought that was pretty cheesy and that whole I love you thing. <laughs> Please. No, no, no. We'll get into the matter of the gifts in a moment. Uh, Mrs. Clambake, your initial thoughts? He is too on welfare. They got the wet coupons for eggs, milk, and cereal. Oh, mother, we hardly even go get those. We are hardly dependent. Huh? Well, you're dependent on me. I paid your rent twice last year. Well, you're not welfare. Uh, I still think he's a liar. 
Mind your own business, mama. Well, how do you feel, Mrs. Purgle, about Mr. Purgle's proposal for the budget surplus? Oh, yeah, right, surplus. I believe that when I see it. If we have $30 left over at the end of the year, I'd lose my damn mind. I'd go out there and buy him that video game myself. I don't know what all this talk of a surplus is when you owe me $900. I told you I'd pay you back, mama. And, <clears throat> and one of the gifts, Mrs. Purgle, were you disappointed that he delivered this speech with the scandal of the gifts hanging over his administration? That's right. How he can stand up there and tell me about budgets and I love you and all that after completely forgetting my birthday is beyond me, Jim. Well, but he didn't forget entirely. He did get you gifts. Uh, a week late. And who put it in his head that I wanted mops and dusters anyway? Who do you think it was? It's that crazy mother of his. If my house ain't clean enough for her, she is perfectly welcome to come and clean it herself. I got a brand new mop she can use. <laughs> Thank you both. <clears throat> uh, I understand the household spokesman, Bobby, is ready to make a statement, and we go there live. <clears throat> I want ice cream. And that's the news. <laughs> I'm Jim Lariat. Good night. So glad you've commissioned Leo's work. Uh, Leo! He's a good boy, my boy. He's a famous all over the country, but I told him you have to stop a painting little pictures of the dead people, huh? Jesus, he's a dead, huh? <laughs> Leo! So he agreed to take on some commission work. I swear he is a good, I think he's just wonderful, but who am I, huh? I'm his quiet little self-sacrificing mother, right? Whom he never calls never writes. Leo! I can't think of Arthur. <sighs> Still isn't married. Can you believe it? As good as he is with his hands, huh? <laughs> oh, it's a shame. Lisa, are you married? Oh, of course you are. You just had a baby. Not that it shows. <laughs> Leo! Mama, you don't have to yell. I'm a right to heed. I was just telling Lisa here how talented you are with your hands. Your mama. Well, you are. Lisa, this is a Leo. Leo, Lisa. A pleasure to meet you. <laughs> well, I'm gonna leave the two of you be, huh? Jesus, Proud, she ain't much of a looker, is she? Mama. All right, all right, I'm going. Lisa, I appreciate you choosing me to paint this portrait for your new home. It is an honor. You are a little shy, no? <laughs> well. <laughs> Uh, that's okay. Uh, I don't mind. Oh, no. I'm not shy. I was just chewing. I didn't want your mother to notice, so I had to just let it sit in my mouth this whole time. It's still good, though. Yeah. That's that the last of my taco. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, uh, let me grab my canvas, huh? <laughs> ah, yes. So this, uh, this portrait is for your husband? Yeah, and me. My husband and I just popped out our second one, and I keep telling him, good God, man, I can't squeeze any more of your little offspring out of my hoo-ha, if you know what I'm saying. So I said, listen, dickface, I need two things from you. One, a new fucking house with two fireplaces and a hot tub outside, and not one of those dinky ones either. Two, you better get a fucking portrait painted of me now, because I ain't going to be this pretty ever again. <laughs> I mean, my body, God, I got, I got two little boys sucking on these tits every night and not in the fun, awesome, I'll try it once in college kind of way. <laughs> you're you're going to paint my tits in the picture, right? Uh, yes, yes, I will. Okay. Good, yeah. I'm surprised my boobs are all perky because I'm breastfeeding right now. Hey, this is fun. You ever seen this? Oh, my God, what is that? <laughs> If I squeeze them just right, I can shoot milk halfway across the room. <laughs> hey, hey, you, you want to see if I can get you? Oh, no, 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 please, please. No? Okay. You're the boss. Should I sit here? Yes. Yes, please sit there. <laughs> and then we can get started. <clears throat> what are you doing? There is no need to take off your clothes. Uh -huh. I thought this was a new. No, 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 no. This is this is for your son's sleeping chambers, yeah. And? No, uh, no, 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 no. For your for your husband requested uh, something else, uh, something uh, uh, tasteful. 
<laughs> All right. But listen, if you ever want a nude, you just let me know. Please, uh, sit right there. <laughs> Good. Okay, now please, sit still, and I will begin my work. This chair is squeaky. Yeah, I, I know, it needs oil. I mean, it's really bad. <laughs> I know. It's loud. I hear it. I do. Sorry. You should really oil this. Holy fucking shit! I know. Just, 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 please, a sit, a still. Sure, sure. I ain't got a problem. I like to sit. Miss Lisa, could you, um, smile? I am smiling. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, uh, really smile like a, a grin. I am. No, 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 no. I, I mean, really, uh, lift your cheeks. Uh, your husband asked for, uh, what did he say? Ah, yeah, here, here, here. A decent portrait with his darling wife grinning over her children. Well, this is it. This is my smile. That's it. My husband's always saying the same thing, asking me to fucking smile. This is it, day tripper. This is all I got. <laughs> well, um, it will have to do for now. You know, I ate some Mexican food for lunch, and it was damn good. <laughs> I fucking love Mexican food. Have you been to La Hacienda? Uh, it's fine. Now, if you could uh, remain still. I had the enchiladas. <laughs> Normally, I get the chalupa and a salad, but I went all out today. Remaining still includes your mouth. <laughs> I ate too much of that cheese dip, that's for damn sure. I feel like my stomach is just like filling with gas. If you would rather do this another day, No, I no, please. We better get to it while my tits are still full of juice, huh? I'll sit still. I'm sorry. So sorry. Thank you. You know, fuck. I feel a little bloated. I may need to visit your little girl's room. Can it wait? You said you would assist. I know, but maybe if I could just... Please don't move! Uh, oh, no. Lisa! Oh, God! Oh! Oh, my. Um. Oh. That was perfect. Oh. Huh? That smile, that subtle, enigmatic smile, it says everything I need to know without saying a thing. I know I will paint you with subdued colors. I will paint you with a detailed landscape, a curvy path to signify the presence of man. I will blur the edges to capture your softness and accentuate your curves. Yes, yes, but, oh, oh no, your smile, it's gone. Oh, I hope we can recapture it again. Oh, I don't think you have to worry about that. No? <laughs> Brilliant! Girl, I'm gonna get you back. Because when you left with Jack, you left me with Jack. But yours is a hymn and mine's the homonym. Girl, it's a long dark night without you in sight, inciting me to free my mind and spend less time on the internet. Ah, but don't forget that now you're gone. 
I'm always logged on. Girl, there's nowhere I'd rather be than with you, with me, under some shady tree, or somewhere out in the open air where I swear I'd take you there if only you were here. But dear, you're not, and it's hot. And I pay 80 bucks a month for Comcast anyway. So girl, tell me true. What else is there for me to do but Facebook stalk you? <laughs> and so now I know every time you go out with your new beau to get a snow cone or a chicken wrap, if you're in his car or on his lap, good God, what is it with these detailed posts? Who cares to enough to zoom so close. You have a splinter, your scarf is twee. Is this why man mastered technology and yet you dare tell me to take a hike? Where is the button for dislike? <laughs> but what's this? Oh no, you've tagged me in a photo. Is this a message or a sign that you've changed your mind and you want to be with me faithfully for eternity? Let's see. I click the link to check. And now I know you're trying to wreck my fragile self-esteem. Is this some kind of dream? I seem to see myself at your house in NYC, curled up in front of the TV, holding my baby blue. Blinky, you bitch. You posted this so they'd laugh at me. I guess you think it's a killing blow, but you must not know that blankies were used by all my heroes. Superman, Napoleon, that guy from Who's the Boss, all wrapped themselves in flowing cloths. Of all the brave men who conquer and rule, which one is the fool who wouldn't want to be enshrouded in warm security? Blanky shrouds are even worn by the dead. And don't you know, I've heard it said that behind every good man is a big old piece of faded, smelly, sweat-stained fleece. So I know that there's no shame, but all the same, I'm sure that both your friends and mine will take this Facebook photo as a sign that you were right to do what you have done and run, and they'll all laugh and they'll all have fun. So now, you got me feeling blue and holding fast to my little boo. But what to do? It's going to take a magic act before you'll recant or retract this humiliation. But at the very least, the situation helps to stoke my imagination because, hon, I've done awful things to those who have crossed me. So you see, you better be ready to flight or to flee because you just put me on the attack. Girl, I'm going to get you back. Dearest family, Katie, Robbie, Sandra, we are here to commemorate the death of Mikkel Fatter, loyal and faithful dog of this family, <laughs> and particularly of Robbie. Uh, Mikkel Fatter was a great dog. He had an indomitable spirit and showed tremendous courage even in the face of his terminal skin condition. <laughs> Though spotty and easily removed by a puff of wind, his fur was a lustrous, <laughs> soft reminder of the gentle soul that was Mikkel Fatter. <laughs> Um, though his preference in other dogs was questionable, he Rick. was... <clears throat> he was a smart little fella, too. Very smart. He could always find my underwear. Always. No matter where I hid them, no matter how difficult it might have been to get at them, he found them every... Rick! You know what? I can't do this. All right, you take over. There's a goddamn game on. Um, 
Well, um, we will now read from the Bible. Uh, Leviticus chapter 13. When anyone has a swelling or a rash or a bright spot on his skin that may become an infectious skin, he must be brought to Aaron the priest or to one of his sons who is a priest. The priest is to examine the sore on his skin, and if the hair in the sore has turned white and the sore appears to be more than skin deep, it is an infectious disease. When the priest examines him, he shall pronounce him ceremonially unclean. If the spot on his skin is white but does not appear to be more than skin deep, and the hair has not turned white, the priest is to put the infected person in isolation for seven days. On the seventh day, Mom. the priest... Oh, yes, sweetheart. Was Miko fatter unclean? Well, no, honey. You see, he didn't have a, um, a spot on his skin that was white and um, skin deep with ha white hair on it. You, you, you see? His booty leaked a lot. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up, he couldn't help it. His pee and his poop were all mixed up because he ate bullets for breakfast. I'm clean, I'm Robbie, clean. Sandra, that's enough, okay? This is a funeral, not an exorcism. Now, if you're both quite done, we can put his body to rest and I no. can- No, shit, no. My eulogy. Of course, dear, go right ahead. Would you like me to? Uh, uh, we will now read of the exploits of Miko Fatter. Major. Of Major Miko Fatter. <laughs> In the first Crimean War. Major Miko Fatter was awesome. He had machine guns behind his eyeballs. He died for his country, finding the, the, um, the Crimeans. That's spelled C-R-I-M-E-A-N-S. This one time he was surrounded by Crimeans and they were going to flay him alive with their bayonets. But Miko Fatter grabbed a nearby dead body with his paws and swung it around his head so fast that time stopped and it blew all their faces off. Miko Fatter loved this because the Crimeans used to make fun of his eye patch. Now they were blind and faceless. Oh, get, get, I need to get, get, yeah, yeah, I'll go get it. Yeah, yeah. That's when he became major and inquired dragon breath. Everybody said his breath stank, but it was actually chlo chloroform gas that he breathed at his enemies. They won the war and put the end to the criminal activities of the Crimeans though the smell of gas still lingers on land today. Ew. <laughs> then Miko Fatter went to the strip club and celebrated birthday cake, but one of the Crimeans was disguised as a stripper and shot him. Robbie, where did you? Yeah, okay. Um, so what should I do with this? Should I, should I put it on him no. or what? No, his eye patch? Yeah. Give it to me. Give it! Okay, all right, here. <laughs> Sandra, go check on your brother. But mom! Sandra! Fine. All right, Miko Fatter, Dominus, my biscuits, you're dead. Okay, uh, let's throw that thing in the trash and uh, crack open some champagne. What do you say? Oh, I say amen. I knew you would. <laughs> Guys, very nice. Uh, good show, good show. So let's close it out uh, yeah. by singing the official Sight Gag theme song. By the way, dude, but we hadn't decided on that yet. <laughs> RJ, that's adorable. You think you get to decide. Catherine, key of E. There is a mountain on a hillside. 
You have been listening to Sight Gag, the official sketch comedy troupe of Chatterbox Audio Theater. Nobody Beats Our Prices featured the voices of Robert Arnold, Marcus Brown, Renetta R.J. Jackson, Richard Jones, Greg Crossness, and Jenny Smith. Music by Catherine Whitfield. Digital piano generously loaned by Memphis Music Yamaha Piano. The show was written by Robert Arnold, Michael Bouchard, Marcus Brown, Julia Henson, and David Mason. Produced by James Antoine. Directed by Robert Arnold. This is your announcer, Tom Badgett. Chatterbox Audio Theater is a nonprofit, web based community theater that advances the exchange of ideas by channeling creativity and artistic collaboration into recorded audio works that enlighten, entertain, and inspire. Download our shows, meet our cast and crew, and make a donation to support our work at www.chatterboxtheater.org. You're tuned into Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network. Tomorrow is all things horror on Tuesday Terrors. Subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day or find Tuesday Terrors in your favorite podcast players. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.